I'm Tony Epstein, and this is the Magical Mystery Tour. Join us as we dive into the heart of things, exploring new ideas and new ways of seeing and being in this wondrous, crazy world we share together. This is a journey into sound. Brought to you in living color on WGDR. This is Paris. This is Chuck T. This is Flavor Flav, boy. And you're in tune to 91.1 FM, WGDR. Plainfield. You know what I mean? We're going to change the system. the way it was, was, and that's the way it is, and it's always changing, and it is always the same, how's that for psychedelic? We are all seekers after truth, this, 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 this is a special magic, I am a traveler, a wonder. And it's always changing and it is always the same. The same. The, same. the world is listening. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Your your your, your, your attention, please. Your attention, please. Attention, please. I want everybody to understand this. I don't understand. I don't understand. Responsibility to do something about it. Well, I uh, I have the key in my hand. All I have to find is the lock. The lock. The lock. The lock. Do you have anything to say? I have this to say. I have something very important to say to you, please. I, I, I think he wants to be heard. That's all. Okay, let's hear you. Okay. I'm talking about life. I can't seem to get that through to you. That through to you. What, what, what do you mean? You know what I'm talking about. The fault, dear Buddhist is not in our stars, but in ourselves. And good luck. We care about your world. Stay tuned. Today we honor Black History Month with the spoken word performance artistry of the great Saul Williams, who I first saw in the movie Slam back in 1998, which blew my mind and my ears. (laughs) 
President of Archaeological Indifference, Vice President of Truth, Secretary of Statistics, Minister of Celebrity and Justice, Chief of Staff and Serpent, Blessed Page Turner of the Great Book of Misdeeds and Overestimations, Bishop of the Great Climate War, Minister of the Deteriorating Sky, Baron of epic boredom and self-indulgence, all gathered notables. Good evening. <laughs> Whereas breakbeats have been the missing link connecting the diaspora community to its drum-woven past, Whereas the quantized drum has allowed the whirling mathematicians to calculate the averaging distance between rock and stardom, we do hereby declare reality unkept by the changing standards of dialogue. Statements such as, keep it real, especially when punctuating or anticipating modes of ultraviolence inflicted psychologically or physically will henceforth be seen as retroactive and not representative of the individually determined is. Motherfuckers better realize, now is the time to self-actualize, Studies show that within a given norm, it's changing to the face of the unchanging, the remaining contradictions will parallel the truth. Equate rhyme with reason, sun with season. Reject mediocrity. Your current frequencies of understanding outweigh that that's been given for you to understand. The current standard is the equivalent of an adolescent who signatures the diet of an infant. The rapidly changing body would acquire dysfunction and formative symptoms that could not properly mature on a diet of applesauce and crushed peers. Light years are interchangeable with years of living in darkness. The role of darkness is not to be seen as or equated with ignorance, but with the unknown and the mysteries of the unseen. Thus, in the name of Robeson, Godson, Hurston, Akhenaten, Hatshepsut, Blackfoot, Helen, Kahlo, Kali, the Three Marias, Tara, Lilith, Lord, Whitman, Baldwin, Ginsburg, Kaufman, Lumumba, Gandhi, Gibran, Shabazz, Shabazz, Siddhartha, Medusa, Guevara, Gurdjieff, Rand, Wright, Banneker, Tubman, Hamer, Holiday, Davis, Coltrane, Morrison, Joplin, Du Bois, Clark, Shakespeare, Rachmaninoff, Ellen Chang, Carter, Gay, Hathaway, Hendrix, Kuti, Dickerson, Ripperton, Mary, Isis, Teresa, Hansberry, Tesla, Plath, Rumi, Fellini, Michelle, Nostradamus, Nefertiti, Larak, Shiva, Ganesha, Yamaya, Oshun, Obatala, Ogun, Kennedy, King, Four Little Girls, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Keller, Biko, Perone, Marley, Magdalene, Cosby, Shakur, those who burn, those still aflame, and the countless unnamed. We claim the present as the precinct, as the hereafter. We are unraveling our navels so that we may ingest the sun. We are not afraid of the darkness. We trust that the moon shall guide us. We are determining the future at this very moment. We know that the heart is the philosopher's stone. Our music is our 
alchemy, we stand as the manifested equivalent of three buckets of water and a handful of minerals, thus realizing that those very buckets turned upside down supply the percussive factor of forever. Let your children name themselves and claim themselves as the new day. For today, we are determined to be the channelers of these changing frequencies into songs, paintings, writings, dance, drama, photography, carpentry, crafts, love, and love. We enlist every instrument, acoustic, electronic, every so-called gender, race, sexual preference, every person as beings of sound to acknowledge their responsibility to uplift the consciousness of the entire world. Any utterance unaimed will be disclaimed, will be maimed, two rappers slain. If I could find the spot where truth echoes, I would stand there and whisper memories of my children's future. I would let their future dwell in my past so that I might live a brighter now. Now is the essence of my domain and it contains all that was and will be and I am as I was and will be because I am and always will be that nigger. I am that nigger. I am that nigger. I am that timeless nigger that swings on pendulums like vines through minds of booby-trapped minds that are enslaved by time. I am the light that supersedes lifetimes, I am. It was me with serpentine to hair and a timeless stare that with the mortal glare turned mortal fear into stone time capsules. They still exist as the walking dead as I do, the original sufferhead, symbol of life, a matriarchy, severed head, Medusa, I am. It was me, the ecclesiastical one, that pointed out that there was nothing new under the sun. And through times of laughter and times of tears, that no times of real times was all times of fear. The wise seer Solomon, I am. It was me with tattered clothes that made you scatter as you shuffled past me on the street. Yes, you shuffled past me on the street as I stood there conversing with windblown spirits. And I fear it's your loss. You didn't stop and talk to me. I could have told you a future as I explained your present. But instead, I'm the homeless schizophrenic resent for being aimless. The in-tuned nameless, I am. I am that nigger. I am that nigger. I am that nigger. I'm a negro. Yes, negro. Negro from necro, meaning death. Overcame it to name me after it. And I'll be spitting that death behind him, putting kick me signs on its back because I am not the son of shaklak clack. I am before that. I am before. I am before, before, before death is eternity. After death is eternity. There is no death. There's only eternity. And I'll be riding on the wings of eternity like, yeah, yeah, yeah. clack. I just like Spitfire, but you call the sun. Try to map out your future with sundials, but to text that thousand he can know TikTok me, I exist somewhere between tick and tock, dodging it like double dutch, got me living double time, I was here before your time, my heart is made of the quartz crystals you be making clocks out of, and I'll be resurrecting every third like tick, 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 so clack, clack, no I won't work a nine to five because I'm setting suns and orange moons, and my existence is this, still, you're never moving, and I'm moving beyond time because time binds me, it can set me free, and I'll fly when the clock strikes me like, yeah, 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 a clack, clack, but my flight is going disturbed because time makes dreams defer, and all of my time fears are turning my days into daymares, reliving nightmares that once haunted my past. So clack, clack, time is beating my ass, and I'll be having dreams of chocolate-covered watermelons filled with fried chicken like piñatas, with little picking any sons and daughters standing up under them with big sticks and aluminum foil, hitting them trying to catch pieces of fallen fried chicken wings, and Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben are standing in the corners with rifles plant their heads of little children. Don't shoot the children, I shout. Don't shoot the children, but they say it's too late. They've already been infected by time. I need more time as preoccupation with time, but it's too late. It starts shooting at the children and killing them one by one, two by two, three by three, four by four, five by five, six by six. But my spirit is growing 
faster than the speed of light. Because light only penetrates the darkness that's already there. And I'm already there. I'm here at the end of the road, beginning of the road beyond time, but where my niggas at? Oh, shit, don't tell me my niggas got lost in time. My niggas are serving unjust time. My niggas are dying because of... I believe I wrote that poem. Uh, well, it's the 20-year anniversary of Slam. Thank you. It's the 20-year anniversary of the film Slam at the Sundance Festival. So I wrote that poem at least 20 years ago, which is to say uh, before the list of names of those who have been victims of police brutality and white supremacy, the names that we know of this day and age, it's been a continued, ongoing list for quite some time. It baffles me to think about the fact that that film was about the prison industrial complex, the war on drugs, and how we might use words and the power of expression in connecting thoughts, ideas, breaking out of some ideologies and shifting into newer forms of seeing and being. And here we are in the wake of Black Lives Matter and in the wake of Me Too and in the wake of being here in Charlottesville. Now, after the past has found its way to rear its head. The name of this poem is I, for one, am happy they keep casting white actors to star in Old Testament flicks. <laughs> You're supposed to thank God for giving it to you before you actually have it. That way God peeps your faith and is like, yo, you saw it in yourself, never doubted I would deliver, and boom, voila. Luckily, God updated himself that jealous, vindictive Old Testament shit was getting tired. Demanded they murder the firstborn was on some genocide shit. But God straightened up, had a name changed, got himself born in Brooklyn, sang regularly on the television show as a kid, got paid $9 a minute stretching notes for money. School of the Arts. Sat beside Lando Clarissa in a math class before becoming a cop. The LAPD imported cops from the southern states as their black ghettos started getting out of hand. That's the problem with these kinds of poems. Put a cop in them and watch the words and topics start bucking. Boycotted Coca-Cola for being about that business regardless of the bullshit the motherfuckers who drank it practiced. Their argument, well, water don't discriminate. It made sense. It made sense for the times. It was an agreed-upon reality, what we knew and practiced. And so the story goes. I stood outside and smoked a spliff before writing this, call it a ritual. 
The curve of the street keeps me hidden. I can spot the police before they spot me, my hand in the ready position for disposal. My neighborhood is heavily patrolled. The existence of simple truths, still a crime. There's always a chance a nigga like you might star in something other than a police report. But police, like that Old Testament gang, mostly just follow orders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the name of this poem is... Um, the beliefs. Some thoughts travel from distant places, are not born within our borders, must pass through heightened security, fortified by age-old tradition, the norms of societal culture, the misgivings of prejudice and misplaced judgment in order to arrive peacefully in our minds. Our minds are high-walled fortresses where security councils gather to preserve comfort, enforce what we have been taught to value and discern and determine what is real. We depend on our minds to guide and aid us from one day to the next. Some of us see our minds like muscles we exercise with theorems, riddles, thoughts, and thought processes. We gather and store information, play word games, rap, solve problems, work to the best of our abilities. We accept and reject labels and categorizations at face value. We sometimes choose lifestyles based upon the accepted labels we identify with, which then take the form of beliefs. Beliefs are the police of the mind which is to say, fuck the beliefs. They are either uniform or universal, armed or unarmed. They hold the power to confiscate material they consider hazardous or incredible. They profile experience and information as bullshit, nonsense. Get the fuck out of here. They convene regularly with the Thought Security Council and they act according to their constitution of what is real or unreal, possible or impossible. And they are sometimes, well, often mistaken. My question to you tonight is, What is your mind's immigration policy? Do you detain foreign thoughts that may have entered your mind illegally against the wishes of your parents, pastors, teachers, or simply against the security of your own comfort? Are there other thoughts you have allowed to go unchecked, unquestioned, because they seem aligned with your so-called identity? Are you certain that you're not a victim of identity fraud? The name... The name of this poem is The Answer to the Question That Wings Ask. Is it a quest for celebrity, validation, a desire to be seen as one who counts to be among the counted, a limited number of seats given to some, denied to others, the latest American religion taking off or Scientology left off, the great mind control, the belief you can become, the belief that you can know? Is it a matter of cultivating envy? making others wish they could have what you have, live the life you live, the God of those who beat the odds, cultivating talent, investing 10,000 hours, cultivating ideas or exploiting them, thinking of what others have not thought of, making communication easier, exploiting the unknown, fulfilling people's unwanted desires, making them feel they can't live without something they have always lived without? Is it self-actualization or self-image actualization? Is it the desire to see one's name in print or in lights? Do the successful escape the everyday travails of worry, disappointment, debt, and doubt? Do heroes, mothers, martyrs, 
Is it about self-sacrifice or having to sacrifice nothing? Is it about changing the times in which we live, exercising compassion through entrepreneurial individualism, striking gold, being of service, the golden rule, divine intentions, raising families that share those intentions? Is it more about ambitions than intentions, setting a goal, having a drive, libido? Are we acting out of sexual fantasy to control, to dominate, to be controlled, to be dominated? Is it about philosophy, described and prescribed patterns of thought, delineating a structure, a framework? Are we talking to ourselves? Are we addicted? Cultivating addiction, should we replace weed with tobacco or tobacco with weed? Water with wine or wine with water? Sugar with honey or agave? Meat with tofu? Ridding ourselves of toxins? Is that it? Ridding ourselves of the unwanted? The undesirable, the unhealthy, are your thoughts simply an echo of how you feel? Are your feelings as good as thoughts? Can you distinguish between the two? What is the purpose? Money? Does that solve the problem? What is the problem? What is the question? Will how I ask the question determine the answer? What time is it? Who set the clock? Who coded, decoded time? Are there different ways of keeping it? What is the standard? What is the guiding principle? Get rid of fear. Every individual knows what it feels like. Everyone is wrapped in their own emotions, beliefs, timelines, and connections. You can make as much sense of it as you wish or retreat into your shell of beliefs and disbeliefs. Will you observe, take action, build, contribute, sit back, doubt, grow fat through comfort or through worry? What if nothing you are convinced of is actually the case? What if it works the way it does in your presence because it's what you expect of it? What if the truth is not enough? What if it is not enough to be sincere in your actions and deeds if you must also learn to listen and not blame, to see your own faults and not list those of others? What if the other is a lie? If nothing is original, unique, or without purpose, what if it means that you must sometimes sit in silence and not defend yourself? What if you are not alone and alone? unable to see the reason or understand, and your understanding in all of its glory manages to still get in the way? What if your mind works against you? What if it is simply not your time and the stars are right where they belong for it all to make sense and you choose not to believe it? What if you are too tired to write or think and the music is too loud to concentrate or fall asleep? What if when you turn off the music, your mind starts to orchestrate the silence and every creak of wood, the wind through trees, the call of birds, your heartbeat is enough to dance? Dance. Counterfeit colonel of one-man army seeks heiress of wonder bread for Delhi of dogmas. Farm-raised catfish of fathomless beginnings seeks mermaid of primordial waters for upstream marathon and depthless stream of consciousness. Armless conductor of styrofoam orchestra seeks brass-sectioned robot for radio broadcast of new symphony written in blood. C-sharp for details. Dead organist seeks prenatal plastic surgeon for everybody knows job in purgatorial pursuit of skeletal bones sent down the wrong pipe. Handyman foot doctor with specialty in dog paws seeks Elizabeth Taylor type for long walks in circles and pumice stone skipping in the fountain of youth. Young niggas seeks truth. (laughs) 
name of this poem is The Night My Wife Became a Suicide Bomber. I just wrote it yesterday, so I'm trying to figure out how it goes. (laughs) I got the title, though. We were in Haiti. Conan had just gotten off stage from dancing with the localized sensation. I can't take it, she erupted. You've had to live 100 years with watching you dance, and you're tired of seeing immigrants? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's mean-spirited. Citizens, children of the night, bearers of the day torch, scorched and burned, burned not, the dam is broken, the curse is fled. Once muddied and still, the river runs red. All those ships that never sailed, the ones with their seacocks open that lie scuttled in their stalls, today I bring them back, huge and intransitory, and let them sail forever, forever. They were currents uncurrent, the wind cannot serve as truth currency. Currently moon-marked and sun-sparked, unmarked bills, will I am certain I speak a new language, as is always the first sign of a new age. I'd begun to believe my blackened toenails were on path to decay, but in truth, they had begun the gradual process of crystallization. I'm he who walks in wind-scorned feet with toenails of amethyst and rose quartz, my path now crystal clear. I am come to tell you she is here. It is not written. No pen man ship was ever cargoed with her character. Note, books are carefully folded far as void of autumn bound from the sun. Likewise, she made a residence on the outskirts of history, on the dark side of the moon where the searchlight of the sun cannot spot her nor rot her, the seed of forbidden fruit. Every tree has a hidden root, yet she has come to light the swelling Patrick of vibe and dreams and think of the girlfriend I was tempted to break up with because she slept too much. I now know they nurtured her there. They slept in packs, dreamt in cycles, nursed her in shifts, and became her on rotation. Unnamed every time she was named that she would not be known even unto herself. Undressed every time she was dressed that she would not be recognized into another than herself. They blindfolded her and spun her in circles that she would find her way here by no other means than her intuition. And she has come. I am a simple disoriented man in her presence. I wear my loincloth over my eyes and ejaculate too soon. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I prayed to you and cupped the wind, and in doing so, barred her entry into a century, 100 years of solitude. I will now pray with my hands outstretched with these psalms etched into my palms. Most beloved, I am certain of nothing more than your existence. A thousand ants crung under a log may find themselves exposed to my childlike search for you. My collie. Flower, I'm eternally destroyed by your love. No longer am I eligible for any workers' pension. My friends laugh at me and talk behind my back. They say that you've changed me, and I am. 
I'm like a survivor of the flood walking through the streets drenched with God, surprised that all the drowned victims are still walking and talking. Maybe there's hope. I rush to each victim's side, sucking what I can of you out of your various incarnations, pumping their stomachs and filling them. To touch them is to touch you. To kiss them is to kiss you. My friends, love is an art form slightly removed from its element. And one may ask, what does this mean? I respond, I've made it up, but it shall be from now on. From now on, cities will be built on one side of the streets that soothsayers will have wilderness to wander and lovers space enough to contemplate a kiss. She kisses if she alone could forge a signature of the sun. I closed my eyes, although I never knew the difference. I stood before a brighter light at lesser distance and then a feeling, almost if nothing were ever bound to be repeated ever again, as if history had been as massively created as the great pyramids and to reconstruct, to relive any given moment and have to stem from an understanding of how the pyramids were built from the top down. And if one could understand such majesty, one would also understand that pyramids are first made of flesh and that kisses are portals. When I can feel you breathing into me, I, like a stone gargoyle atop some crumbling building, spring to life, resuscitated angel. I sweep through city streets, my wings outstretched, making mothers clutch their young. And remember, and do you remember, dear ones, or has your history forsaken you? There are mysteries coded in song, chants sung round fires, all incantations calling forth this day. On this day, the drunks vomit in unison, though last night they drank from different cups. Children laugh and play, introducing their parents to invisible friends. A country girl smiles and two trees blossom out of season. Sea suns awaken, our mother has returned, a wave us from uncertainty, one's title. Twice born of wooden ships, thrice formed through mother's hips. Mother's ships grace two lips, a poet's garden. Two for five, the going fast, the future's bargain. That change her name, the river's parting. Hurry up, things bury up, the sun is darkened. Rivers like oceans, oceans like answers, questions in cloud forms, raindrops and stanzas to be or not to to see or not to she had eyes like two turntables mixer in between my dreams and reality blend in ancient themes the basis of isis cross faded to ankh the beat drops like a cliff overlooking my heart six thousand feet above sea level 3300 bodies disassembled the head bones connected to the cockpit, knee-jerk ass backwards, dancing slaves in a mosh pit. Punk rock of Gibraltar roll out, nothing's new. Mo blood dies in Mohawk, only this time it's you. And you never loved her for what she possessed. You powdered her face and came on her headdress. Oil slick feathers, future stench waterbed. Mother nature's a whore, said the shotgun to the head. And it smelt like teen spirit, angst-driven, insecure. A country in puberty, a country at war. The greatest Americans have not been born yet. They are waiting patiently for the past to die. Please give blood. Those crumbled tablets where despair share a story with a burning bush. Where is that voice from nowhere to remind us that the holy ground we walk on, purified by native blood, has rooted trees whose fallen leaves now color-code a sacred list of demands? Who among us can give translation of autumn hues to morning news? The anchorman's and overboard has simply rooted us in history's repeating cycle, a nation in its Saturn years that won't acknowledge karma. Where is that voice from nowhere, the ones your prophet spoke of? I hear voices of fear, disconnected from their diaphragms, dangling from coffee-covered teeth that spill into our laps and scorch our privates. There are voices from the sides 
sides of necks. Some already noose dangling participles, pronouns running for sentence, serving life in corner offices and ghetto corners. Their voices are the same, dead to themselves, numb to the possibility of truth existing beyond that which they can palm in their hands, period. There are voices of elders, which seem to do no more than damage to our childish ways for in many households, wisdom no longer comes with age. So where is that voice from nowhere, that burning bush, that passing dove? If I hear the voices of generals calling for ammunition, presidents calling for arms, and women calling for help, where is that voice from nowhere, that God of Abraham? Can he be heard over the gunfire, the whiz of passing missiles, the crash of buildings, the shriek of sirens, the crack of bones, the cries of children, or is that his mighty voice, your angry God, craving the sacrifice of virgin generations, sons degenerate, your holy book written in red ink on burning sands, your prayers between rounds are no more than fast the fate of your children to the hammered truth of your trigger, a truth that mushrooms its darkened cloud of the rest of us so we to bear witness to the short-lived fate of a civilization that worships a male god. Your weapons are phallic. All of them. That dummy that sits in your lap is no longer a worthwhile spectacle. His shrunken pale face is a room for imagination. We have spotted moving lips that pin the voice to its proper source. It is a source of madness, a source of hunger for power, a source of weakness, a source of evil. We are exiting your coliseum and encircling your box office, demanding our families back, our culture back, our language back, our gods back. So we turn them to a proper source, the source of life, the source of creation, our mother's womb, the great goddess. We will cut through the barbed hangers and chassis belts. We will climb in and incubate our spirits through the winter. We will wait for the degenerate course of your repeated history. We will wait for the past to die. Thank you. Thank you. That is actually an excerpt of a poem. Uh, The title of the poem is Said the Shotgun to the Head. What usually happens in moments like these for me, like what's happening inside here, and of course uh, a lot of the work is padded with little time capsules that kind of sprout open when I Oh, I remember where that idea came from. But what I've been thinking about for the last few minutes, here in, in North America, more specifically in the United States of America, the idea of race, gender, class, and these constructs, which I, for one, am really happy to hear and read and see and witness being continually being discussed and worked through in this day and age, which is wonderful because I know part of the impetus of writing a lot of these poems is that I felt like nobody was talking about this stuff. And and still, you know, uh, there's a lot of confusion in the air amongst all groups. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of things that we are caught between that we would never consider letting go of, that others have given great consideration to letting go of. For one, I'm thinking about our relation to religion, Judeo-Christian religions. I know I'm in the Bible Belt. Hello, Bible Belt. 
My father was a Baptist pastor. What's interesting, I'm reading a book right now um, by a professor, what's his name, Louis Chude Soke? Soka, do you know what I'm talking about? It's called um, The Sound of Culture. In fact, what it's about, it's about, you know, that paranoia that we hear running rampant right now about AI getting too smart and killing us, you know? I've always been kind of uh, embarrassed by our relationship to the imagination because so much is, is just pure projection. You know, like I've always heard people talk about space, for example. And they talk about, you know, heightened intelligence and higher forms of intelligence and then like make Star Wars and it's all about, you know, like I'm like, is violence a heightened form of intelligence? Uh, if it's a heightened form of intelligence, why is it war? And then these ideas of going out and whether it's the fear of being colonized by aliens or others or going out to colonize space as if we didn't learn enough lessons from colonizing Earth. And it's funny because it got me into engineering, you know, as a, as a recording artist and as someone also that's, that's interested in tech and what have you, you know. I remember the first time I, uh, I recorded my first album I was in the studio, and, and they had my first album I recorded on two-inch tape, which is a relic now. Like, you have to pay a lot to record on two-inch tape nowadays. But it sounds f***ing awesome when you do. Um, and so I remember having the engineer explain it to me, and there were two reels, and he was like, that's the master, and that's the slave. And you hear about independent artists nowadays and people, you know, Ray Charles owned his masters. Owning your masters. And that's the original tape, whereas the, the one that's responding is called The Slave. The camera works the same way. In fact, all machines operate on those principles that, in fact, come from colonization. In fact, the word robot itself comes from a Czech word, which means cheap labor or slave. And the fear of robots taking over is our projection of a fear that was once had about why we wouldn't let slaves read, because they might get too smart and take over. And I've been thinking a lot about that North American, and I say North American paranoia because we have this thing here where if we're talking about it, we assume that the whole world is talking about it. And it's seldom the case. And a lot of how we as Americans and even African Americans look at even the idea of race is different than other people in the diaspora and, and indigenous people on the continent. You know, like I've spent time hanging out in Senegal. I used to hang out with my friend Sidia in the bus station in Dakar. And because uh, I like to hang out in bus stations just to see people. And Sidia, you know, looked like me, right? And there was another man who looked like me, passed by. He's like, oh, that man is another race than me. I'm like, what? He's like, I am a Konete. He is Bambara. That's another race. Okay. And of course, what he was talking about was what some brand is ethnicity. And I don't know if we use the term tribe anymore. 
But all these things are passing through my head as I stand here, very much aware of where I am and the technology of awareness, right? The technology of awareness and how it applies to our ability to imagine has always been crucial to my work. And I believe it's, it's still crucial today, even when I look at the memorial of flowers and words on the wall for Heather Heyer. And, and like I said, being very aware of the fact that, you know, on one hand, it's the great relief that comes with being able to say white supremacy and people know what the f*** you're talking about. Because, you know, back in the day at Morehouse, we'd be talking about it all day, but you leave the campus, the guys would be like, the hell are you talking about? I know it's convoluted. The robot, the free labor, the master slave. It's also there in coding. If there's any coders here, you guys know, once again, that we are reliant on terms that come from the colonialist perspective on race and gender in our machines. The name of this next poem is Colton as Cotton. How many of you know what Colton is? No? Okay. Colton is the precious stone that is in all of our smartphones and laptops. We all have probably here a a bit of Colton in our pockets or what have you. And 85% of the Colton on the planet, the best quality Colton, comes from Central Africa, the Congo, Rwanda, Burundi. A great deal comes from the Congo. It's what, in fact, distributes power through small circuitry boards. And so it's used to create smartphones, laptops, but also drones, high-end machinery, war-grade machinery, Colton. And of course, last year this time, I was in the middle of of spending uh, three months in Rwanda, and I was visiting, amongst other things, I was visiting mines, Colton mines, and thinking about that disconnect. You know, as those of us who pride ourselves standing on the front lines have our own things that remain unquestioned, you know, Little do we know that we carry a little piece of the Congo in our pocket every time you're swiping. And as you can imagine, the level of exploitation at those mines is not very different from what we learned years ago about diamond mines and gold mines. And it's interesting, right? It's interesting to think that what King Leopold from Belgium did in the Congo for rubber and of course, when I say rubber, it's like, oh, for rubber. But we all are on cars here with four tires, right? We all have a great deal of rubber in our lives, too. Used to be that the abolitionists in the 1800s, their main thing that they would boycott would be sugar because they were aware, very aware of where the sugar came from, and which is why... Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. It was because of the Domino's sugar factory, which is why Haiti was called 
the Pearl of the Antilles because it was the richest and the highest producing island of all of the Caribbean. It was the first with electricity. It was also the first to free itself, the first to defeat Napoleon. That defeat made Napoleon go, fuck that, I'm getting out of this new world and say, you know what? I have this territory that I'm willing to sell to you guys. And that sale was called the Louisiana Purchase. It's how we acquired so much of the South was because Haiti defeated Napoleon and Napoleon lost so much money getting defeated that he sold the rest of the states to us. These connections, right? These disparate connections, robots, free labor, Colton, tobacco, cotton, rubber, sugar, oil. First world comforts. First world comforts. Huh. The name of this poem is Colton is Cotton. Hacking a dietary sustenance, tradition versus health. Hacking a comfort compliance, hacking to the rebellious gene, hacking a doctrine, capitalism in relation to free labor and slavery. Hacking to the history of the bank is beating the odds mere act of joining the winning team. Hacking to desperation and loneliness, the history of community and the marketplace. Hacking to land rights and ownership, hacking to business law, proprietorship, hacking to ambition and greed. Hacking the forms of government, systems of control, the relation to suffering and sufferance. Hacking the faith and morality, the treatment of one faith towards another. Hacking the masculinity, femininity, sexuality, what is taught, what is felt, what is learned, what is shared. Hacking the God, stories of creation, serpents and eggs. Hacking the nature, biodynamics, biodiversity, cycles and seasons. Hacking the time, calendars, Descartes, its relationship to doubt, is the wire to fear, the notion of control, the space-time continuum, the force of gravity, whether the opposite of gravity is free. Freedom, hacking of freedom, power, responsibility, justice, the Bill of Rights, hacking of coincidence, the summer of 68, the 27 Club, the number of people with Facebook profiles, people who choose to share, people who share too much, people who seem lonely, people want to connect, people want to uplift, people need uplifting, hacking of self-help, self-sufficiency, and self-indulgence, hacking of crazy, hacking of lunatic, hacking of star, hacking of infamous, notorious, the effects of the construct of poverty on the psyche, the effects of the construct of race, the victim's that survive. There is a panel marked survival. Three simple copper wires coiled round an orb. Hacking to orbit equatorial landmines, useful and precious metals, Colton as cotton. Hacking to hazardous, nuclear, blue clear, cloud forms and fish farms, cow farts and pig shit. Hacking to horse, industrial, digital. Hacking to code, use your instrument as metaphor, harness your craft. Hacking to the mainframe, dismantle definition, dogma and duty. Hacking to destiny, hacking to dream, subtext and subconscious. Hacking to heart, cardio, Congo, blood rich in oil. Hacking to suffering and despair. Hacking to the unfair advantages of those lucky enough to be born into one family or Another, into one condition or another. Hack into the circumstantial evidence that proves the obvious and wakes the oblivious. Hack into birthright, bloodlines, royal and tainted. Hack into superstition, old wives' tales, the rituals of the shaman. Hack into DNA, chemistry, the pharmaceutical industry, the modern day rape of the forest. Hack into the coiling serpents of time it takes for modern man to determine whether ancient women were foolish or not. Hack into the database. Hack into the subconscious, the panel marked survival. Hack into celebrity. Hack into the cultural development of taste. Hack into violence, fear, and ignorance. How are they linked? 
Thank you. So I have this poem called Amethyst Rocks. And I wrote it one day when I was really angry with white people, which isn't very important. I've gone through many days where I'd be angry with white people, you know. And at this time, I was at NYU, and I was in their grad acting program, and, and, and I forget what happened, but, but I remember being in Shakespeare class and, and people uh, being um, amazed to learn how, how much Shakespeare had contributed to the English language. You know, like words like also, maybe because, you know, I'd come from Shakespeare trying to find an economy in, in, in expressing ideas and what have you. And so there's a great deal of the English language as we practice it that comes from Shakespeare. And I remember being in class and I grew up loving Shakespeare, but I also felt like, you know, and the teacher was on my side because the students would kind of come to class like they were wearing tuxedos, like, oh, we're, we're studying Shakespeare today, uh, you know, and the professor would be like, no, I want you to let those words out of your mouth like dead rats that you're slinging by the tips of their tails, like, don't, don't hold those words in your mouth, spit them out, you know, just spit them out, and but we were, had gotten into the language, and I had, during a break or something, written some, like, Wu-Tang or Pharaoh Munch lyrics on the chalkboard, and be like, yo, you know, like, there's an amazing shit happening like with, with poetry right now. You know, you're in New York right now and those projects right over there, there's some motherfuckers that are creating some stuff that, believe me, you will look back on and say it is responsible for so much of what we use in, in you know, our English vernacular, what have you. And I remember getting frustrated in clash about that in any way, so I wrote this poem, Amethyst Rocks, which is funny. It goes... Uh, I stand on a corner of the block slinging the amethyst rocks. Drinking 40 to Mother Earth's private nectar stocks, dodging cops. Cause 50 be the 666 and I need to fix it that purple rain. Type of shit that drives membranes insane. Oh yeah, I'm in the fast lane snorting candy yams that free my body and soul and send me like Shazam. Never question who I am. God knows and I know God personally. In fact, he lets me call him me. I be one with rain and stars and things with dancing feet and watermelon wings. I brings the sunshine and the moon and the wind blows my tune. Meanwhile, I spoon powdered drum beats in the plastic bags, selling kilos of kente skag, taking drags off of collards and cornbread, freebasing through saxophones and flutes like mad. The high notes make me space float. I be exhaling in rings that circle Saturn, leaving stains in my veins and astrological patterns. Yeah, I'm serious B. Dogon niggas plotted shit lovely, but the feds is also plotting me. They're trying to imprison my astrology, put my stars behind bars, my stars in stripes, using blood splattered banners as nationalist kites. But I control the wind, that's why they call it the Hawkeye. I am Horus, son of Isis, son of Osiris, worshipped as Jesus, resurrected like Lazarus. Would you call me Lazy? Lazy? Yes, I'm lazy because I'd rather work and plow a field, worshipping a daily yield of cash, green crops. Your evolution stopped the evolution of your technology. A society of automatic tellers and money machines. Nigga, what? My culture is lima beans. And tambourines, dreams, manifest dreams real, not consistent with rationale. I dance for no reason, for reason you can't dance. Caught in the enactedness of intellectualized circumstance. You can't learn my steps until you unlearn your thoughts. Spirit, soul, can't be store-bought. Fuck 
thought. It leads to not simply stated. It leads to you trying to figure me out. Your intellect is figuring your soul. Your being's not whole. Check your flagpole, stars and stripes. Your astrology is imprisoned by your concept of white, of self, what you plan for spiritual health, calling reality unreal. Your line of thought is tangled. The stars spangled, got your soul mangled. Your being's angle forbidding you to be real and feel. You can't find truth with an axe or a drill in a white house on a hill and factories of plants made of steel. Stealing us was the smartest thing you ever did. Too bad you don't teach the truth to your kids. My influence on news reflection you see when you look into your menstrual mirror and talk about your culture. Your existence is that of a schizophrenic vulture that thinks there's enough life in him to pray on the dead, not realizing that the dead ain't dead and he ain't got enough spirituality to know how to pray. Yeah, it's no repentance. You're about to live an infinite, consecutive, executive life sentence. So while you're out busy serving time, I'll be in sync with the moon while you run from the sun. Life of the womb reflected by guns. Worship of moons, I am the sun and I am public enemy number one. And so, thank you. But believe it or not, for about seven years, I did not recite that poem. I don't know. Maybe it was like between 2004 and 2011. There was, I don't know what that time period was exactly. But I went through a time period where I was like, because this is what I had realized, is that I said I had written when I was really angry. And I would gone through many moments where like, I hated white people, which had been preceded by a period where I, I guess I had a subconscious desire to be white because I was using bleaching cream and doing shit to my hair. And, you know, like, you go through all these different phases. And I have friends who get stuck at all these different phases along the way. You know, like, this is a very comfortable phase, this one, you know. Uh, <laughs> Some were like, yeah, fuck them, fuck them. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, people stay at different phases of the thing, but I had kept on moving. And at one point, I felt like, the poem was not representative of where I was at the moment. And so, in fact, that poem, I stopped reading. And then, like, you know, I mean, we know that there's been a resurgence in thought and consciousness and awareness. And maybe sometime right before then, I don't know when, I started reading it again. But it saddened me. It, it made me angry as fuck because, I, you know, like, I wrote these things so that that shit could go out of style. <laughs> you know? Fuck around and wake up and the shit is more relevant than it was when you first wrote it. But it's, yeah, it's difficult. It's a crazy fucking time. It's a crazy time. And, it's, and there's beauty in it, right? There's beauty in it. Thus, in the name of Robeson, Godson, Hurston, Akhenaten, Hatshepsut, Blackfoot, Helen, Lennon, Kahlo, Kali, Three Marias, Tara, Lilith, Lord, Whitman, Baldwin, Ginsburg, Kaufman, Lumumba, Gandhi, Gibran, Shabazz, Siddhartha, Medusa, Guevara, Gurdjieff, Rand, Wright, Banneker, Tubman, Hamer, Holiday, Davis, Coltrane, Morrison, Joplin, Du Bois, Clark, Shakespeare, Rachmaninoff, Ellington, Carter, Gay, Hathaway, Hendrix, Cootie, Dickinson, Ripperton, Mary, Isis, Teresa, Hansberry, Tesla, Plath, Rumi, Fellini, Michaud, Nostradamus, Nefertiti, Larocque, Shiva, Ganesha, Yemaya, Oshun, Obatala, Ogun, Kennedy, King, Four Little Girls, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Keller, Biko, Marley, Magdalene, Shakur, Those Who Burn, Those Still Aflame, and the Countless Unnamed. 
We claim the present as the present, as the hereafter. We are unraveling our navels that we may ingest the sun. We are not afraid of the darkness. We trust that the moon shall guide us. We are determining the future at this very moment. We know that the heart is a philosopher's stone. Our music is our alchemy. We stand as a manifest equivalent of three buckets of water and a handful of minerals, thus realizing that those very buckets turned upside down supply the percussive factor of forever. If you must count to keep the beat, then count. Find your mantra and awaken your subconscious. Carve your circles counterclockwise. Use your cipher to decipher. Coded language, man-made laws, climb waterfalls and trees, commune with nature, snakes and bees. Let your children name themselves and claim themselves as the new day. For today, we are determined to be channelers of these changing frequencies into songs, paintings, writings, dance, drama, photography, carpentry, crafts, love, and love. We enlist every instrument, acoustic, electronic, every so-called gender, race, sexual orientation, every person as beings of sound to acknowledge the responsibility to uplift the consciousness of the entire fucking world. Toast to all the people whose lives mirror the stars, whose births and afterfutures bring light to distant cause. A toast to all extremities, to wealth and all disease, to burning fuel, the burning pyres, the burning tires and trees. A toast to the pollution, the war of man versus bee, the ignored truths of centuries recycled for a fee. A toast to the free market of liberty and dreams, the value placed upon ideas, supply, demand, and deed. A toast to the landholders, from sea to holy sea, who benefit from monthly rent and dangle every key. A toast to all the papers signed, the contracts, wills, and laws, the bar exams, the shake of hands, the draw of sticks and straws. A toast to all the losers who could not pay on time, who lost their jobs, who lost their homes, and sometimes lost their minds. A toast to those who lost their minds, who never stood a chance, whose wings were clipped, whose rights were stripped, heard music and they danced. A toast to all the dancers who navigate through space, who twist and turn through lessons learned when poets make their case. A toast to all the poets who contemplate the wind, whose life and breath may circle death but never know an end. A toast to the beginners who measure growth in steps, who find the strength to go the length unhindered by each test. A toast to all the teachers who gift us with the tools to read between, discern, and glean the timelines and the news. A toast to all the journalists who surf the weight of times, who structure phrase the way it plays and burrows in the mind. A toast to all the scientists who seek the hidden cause, amending all their findings until they chime as laws. 
a toast to all musicians whose science rests in sound, intuitive decisions whose heights and depths resound. A toast to the resounding truths that ripple through the times that impact cultural shifts and lifts the standards of design. This is our time. If I could sample the wind, I would loop it and let my life poem flow over its sacred beats. Using Kilimanjaro as my djembe, I would drum rainbows out of the moonlight and use them as hooks in between verses. Verses of little girls spinning ropes in opposite directions, waiting for an opening to jump in. As the world turns double dutch, I jump double time over oceans and back. The water waves and I wave back, rippling echoes of sunshine. Folks get round in the sunshine, but the lightning flashed three times, and it's time for the course, which includes cornbread, candy, yams, and all that good stuff, which black folks in Saturn are made of. As we approach the second verse, the roots of trees are plucked for bass lines, which resonate and shake the earth, devastating everything that's not built in harmony in it. The second verse is a journey through the ruins of ruined souls that valued all that was nothing and nothing of the all-knowing, ever-flowing wind, which is the undercurrent of this current blowing the funky drummer from here to eternity. But even as ruined souls backspin, the wind mills forward and rocks steady till the sun hits the fader and the chorus kicks in. Then the moon yells, go, and we all backspin. Zulu! As the moonlight shines, true blue, silvery indigo light, my spirit takes flight because the indigo moonlight is my endo. Indigo. Indigo on to the break of dawn. Steady, steady till the early morn. Word is born. I'm talking about seeing your nature and nature and nature in your nature. New York states of mind did not create you. Not until you listen to Rock Kim on a rocky mountaintop have you heard hip hop. Extract the urban element that created it and let an open wide countryside let us illustrate it. Riding in a freight train, listening to Coltrane, my reality went insane and I think I saw Jesus. He was playing hopscotch with Betty Carter who was cursing him out in scat like gibberish for not saying butterfingers and sand like seeds of time the pains of man the frames of mind which built these frames which is the structure of my urban superstructure the trains and planes could corrupt and obstruct your train of thoughts so that you forget how to walk through the woods which ain't good because if you ain't never walked through the trees listening to nobody beats the biz then you ain't never heard hip hop and yeah. stop and you don't stop and you don't Stop letting cities define you, confine you to that which is cement and brick. We are not a hard peoples. Our domes have been crowned with the likes of steeples. That which is our being soars with the eagles and the Jonathan Livingston seagulls. Yes, I got wings, you got wings, or got, got wings. So let's widen the circumference of our nest and escape this urban incubator. You see, the wind plays the world like an instrument, blows through trees like flutes, but trees don't grow in cement. And as heartbeats bring percussion, fallen trees bring repercussion. Cities play upon our souls like broken drums. We drum the essence of creation from city slums. But city slums mute our drums, and our drums become humdrum, because city slums have never been where our drums are from. Just a place where our daughters and sons become offbeat heartbeats, slaves to city streets, where hearts get broken when heartbeats Stop, broken heartbeats become breakbeats for niggas to rhyme on top, but they rhyme about nothing. You don't know what to rhyme about because you've never seen the moon. Your styles can't be universal if you're not in tune with the President of Archaeological Indifference. 
Vice President of Truth, Secretary of Statistics, Minister of Celebrity and Justice, Chief of Staff and Serpent, Blessed Page Turner of the Great Book of Misdeeds and Overestimations, Bishop of the Great Climate War, Minister of the Deteriorating Sky, Baron of Epic Boredom and Self-Indulgence, All Gathered Notables. Good afternoon. The greatest Americans have not been born yet. They're waiting patiently for the past to die. Please give blood. Those crumbled tablets would have shared a story with the burning bush. Where is that voice from nowhere? That voice from nowhere. So much time waiting for that voice from nowhere to the point where we could not recognize our own. So many voices. And when he found that frequency, that resonance, it tuned her in. It tuned him in. In tuned with the all and evermore, the unsaid and the spoken, the upright, the broken. The disenfranchised, the murdered, the suppressed and oppressed, the beautiful despite it all. They sat in separate worlds and in the same room. She picked up her phone and saw a world. She scrolled the timeline. Never realizing that that timeline had already been curated towards her bubble. She floated on. Floated on, floated on. And there I was in mine, floating, fearing the pop. But then inspecting it, preparing myself, I broadened my circle. Kept looking outwards, kept sensing inward, floating. And there we were, a million bright ambassadors of mourning, floating, 
through cities, through villages, through townships, through forests, over oceans. And looking out, seeing each other. Expanding the horizon. Saw something about to go down. Lifted it up. Broke the bubble. Citizens. Children of the night. Bearers of the day toward scorched and burned. Burn not the dam is broken, the curse is fled. Once muddied and still, the river runs red. All those ships that never sailed, the ones with their sea cocks open that lie scuttled in their stalls today. I bring them back huge and transitory and let them sail forever. Floating. We disguised ourselves as clouds and wandered off into the night. I in blue, she in white, trailing the moon. At a distance, floating irises, pupils of the sky, gypsying the heavens with lessons of light. Peering pyramids into my person, angled depths of death or droughts of life. She had nothing but time on her hands. Silver rings, purple nails, turquoise stones. I rubbed my thumb across her palm. A feather bed was slept a song. Here though I don't walk. Used to fly, and now we dance.
And I want to tie all this shit together as I talked about Good. robots and da 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 and da da and the calendar and hacking to this and hacking to that and blah 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 and white supremacy and blah 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 blah. You know, so I'm born on February 29th. All right. I'm born on a day that most of the times does not exist. And it forced me to raise the question of why, why, why don't I have a birthday this year? Says six-year-old Saul, says 11-year-old Saul, says 13-year-old. Why don't I have a birthday this year? And it led me to the Catholic Church. Because, in fact, what we practice is the Gregorian calendar. And I look at the Gregorian calendar, I look at the Catholic Church as the original startup and as the Gregorian calendar as the original browser. And we still operate off of that shit. You can be as non-religious, as Muslim, as whatever, as you want to be. You'll be like, here, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, you'll sign your check on some 2018. 2018 years since what? Got you. <laughs> and... When you question what it means to think outside of the box, you question, you know, the difference between the minute or the moment. I made it my business to stick to the moment and say, fuck the minute. That's why my answers are long. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, as James Baldwin would say, no one can possibly know what is going to happen. It is happening each time for the first time, for the only time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the poet, the actor, the Broadway artist, the hip-hop artist, the truth teller, Mr. Saul Williams. Thank you. Let me tell you about this shorthand me and you use. It's how we decide if somebody is safe. There's talking points. That's how you know if they in the fence or outside the fence. Whether you safe or not. I suggest a redo. Cause like it or not, we are all we got. We got. We are all we got. Cause when your constructs fail, your ailment feels alien. What is this air we in? How is this fair to kin? When you a shark being judged on how well you climb a tree You might as well be a piece of kelp yelping at a blue well Helpless, toothless tiger with ruthless ire I almost talked me out of my own desires You try to tell them you different, made for magnificent But those with lungs don't get the gill significance Still standing stands a circumference of comfort Wanna say that then don't invite me to your conference I'ma speak it to the people defeating they conquistador Telegraphing no moves what these blinkers for Great grandmammy she managed in Manchu Picchu Consider that an honor if she even stooped to speak to you, the least of you, you would be surprised what two feet could do, one mission execute, I don't know what we meeting for, a couple L's will teach you more than any war with liquor store, you don't need a penny more than my chores, this is meant to disrupt othering, look across the table in they eyes and see your own suffering, people, yeah, and if we all we got, and all we got is this, and this is just it, then let's make the best of it, I suggest a redo, all we do is see through, war is beneath you, which ain't finna seek in until we learn to scream, I need you. I need you.
need you, I suggest a redo All we do is see through When God finally speaks, I bet it'll be through People Like it or not, we are all we got. We are all we got. Whole city. God got planned How I'm supposed to chase what I already we are am the culture. We are the culture What up cuz You got them loving your bubbling Throw with dubs and doubling <laughs> What up blood You got them flying in just to say they've been up bombing. <laughs> what up homes You originated teardrops on our faces what our oops, now even the cartoons got tribal tattoos We ain't worried about y'all, whatever y'all got in stores Make the thing hot, whatever we say goes uh, One time for the vatos, the palindero One time for the homegrown, the west coast Them yo dances and Cortezes and T-stances Pendleton's dickies, white tees with starch creases Yeah, that's you, Haina, with the winged eyeliner You should tell the fashion blog, my tia did it before, Man, yo. we all just a kid from somewhere A part of town, a hood, a street, an avenue Oh yeah, you muscle up your hustles, take it every year Advances. Now the whole world doing your dances We, we are, are the culture Whole city We are the culture Whole city We are the culture Man, how you finna hate whatever God got planned How I'm supposed to chase what I already we are the culture Whole city We are the culture What up, pops? We finna pull up that vinyl collection hot what up, Mars? You raising them kids, the definition is strong. Damelo, Dimelo, Pasele, Modelo, I'm finna school you in Domino's. Y'all can't call it, y'all drip is Ferro Fawcett. I flip, I like to see him try to stop it. We ain't worried about y'all, whatever y'all got in stores. We make the thing hot, whatever we say. Goes. Yeah, one time for the waymakers, the truth sayers. One time for the penny pinchers, the old Lakers. One time for the single mamas and no drama. One time for that working girl, working girl. One time for the day labels with fake papers. For the daddies whose kids got the same. Man, we all just a kid from somewhere. A part of town, a street, a hood, a avenue. Oh, yeah. Muscle up your hustle, take it every advances. Uh, now the whole world doing your dances. We, we are the culture. culture. One time for the immigrants, working stiffs. The coal miner, the school teacher, the Uber driver. School dropped out, but never stopped learning. Firefighter, you know Cali stay burning. One time for the one time to show respect, though. They pull up and dap up, then vet that I know. One time for the living word in the dobo. One time for the Kilipino effect, though. One time, we are the culture. Indeed, we are the culture. Whole city, we are the culture. Man, I just finna hate whatever God got planned. How I'm supposed to chase what I already am? Culture.
and let the toil talk to you. So I got to thinking, you know, if coffee were a man, it'd be a black man. Joyous, welcoming, warm, life-giving. He wouldn't be for everyone. He's, he's definitely an acquired taste. Bold, adaptable. He would give of his best for your good and gladly share in the fruits of his grind and sweat. Neither heat nor high pressure would scare him. He would and does flourish come hail or hot water and he would welcome them both cause he knows it brings out the best of him. He wouldn't mind the crushing of a grind cause his is more or less porolex. His creative process is naturally washed and sun-dried. He'd be single-origined in nature, specifically North African, yet he'd flourish in multiple regions if the climate was suitable. South Central American, Afro-Latin, Micronesian. He would enjoy working with the indigenous and find joy in the sounds and flavor notes their music might bring if coffee were a man, it'd be a black man. Shipped away by force, and of course forced to grind and grind he must if coffee were a man he'd be exhausted yet expected to get everybody woke he'd be seen for the cure for the morning blues but wouldn't nobody play his his second visit would feel much more like appropriation rather than appreciation he would feel like he had been working in fields making gourmet from scraps treasure from trash only to get his meal handed to the same hands that handed him over if coffee for a woman, it'd be a black woman, bold, strong, beautiful, delicate, elegant, complex, well-traveled, actually exponentially more complex than fine wine. Remember when she went abroad, Turkey, Vienna, Spain, the collaboration was amazing. She would have explored multiple worlds, she'd be naturally washed, sun-dried, exotic, Cultured with a refined palate, elevation wouldn't scare her. She would thrive in regions others can't. They can't breathe the air up there. If coffee were person, there'd be this haunting sense of irony. What was a centuries-old practice of the populace has became a global craze save only for the pompous. How could something so black be so white? She would be heated up and watered down and mixed with cream and artificial sweetener cause they can't stomach her purity for them she too bold, too bitter yet simultaneously the purists would say they like the black in her right the black only if coffee were mother she would need well she would say that there was another way where we can make beautiful art latte that is swirling flowers, loving swans or black and white and brown can dance, making amazing blossoms, and we could cold brew some experiments with nitrogen and mocha, or bitter and sweet, harmonize, making beautiful notes of coffee, or person, they would say don't profit off our backs, and use the faces of our farmers for marketing for those that don't want us in their country in the first place of coffee, person, they would say that there was a fourth way for black, white, and brown. And dance, good morning, let's dance.
that's it for this Magical Mystery Tour. Thank you so much for listening. If you missed any of the show or would like to hear it again, you can find this and all Magical Mystery Tour shows at soundcloud.com slash WGDR. And until next time, take good care of yourselves and each other.